Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 249 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcasts and Spotify listeners, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. And hosting today's show is Ken Clark. Welcome back to another episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. As the course C stated, this is your main man, Ken Clark. And joining me today, I got my right-hand man in the booth with me, Zoe, a.k.a. Zoe DeLorean. What's going on, my brother? What up, Ken? Superman, Clark. What up, the I Love family? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Another swag media day in the books, bro. So you know what that means, right? Yes, sir. 22 football season is right around the corner, man. So, bro, let's jump right into it. It was a it was a really, really good swag media day. We had a lot of footage, a lot of media uh, presence, a lot of videos. And, and, and shout out to our very own Coach Prime, QB1, and let's say uh, uh, Recruit1, <laughs> Travis Hunter, for representing <laughs> the institution uh, uh, like they did with fashion. We're gonna get into all of that, man. We got we got a, a host of things we want to talk about today, man, in regards to Swag Media Day. But before we jump into that, I gotta get your first reaction to the whole coverage of Swag Media Day 2022. So, what you got? Well, man, look as as you already know, as much as we talk about it, man, it's the unofficial official kickoff to the 2022 season. So. You know, we're we're football purists, so anything we could get, we're going to soak it up and we're going to love on it. I enjoyed it, though, man. Um, You know, um, I live for swag football. I I live for HBCU content. And, you know, to get a, you know, not a full day, but, you know, once you got the the actual show plus all the different YouTube shows, you know, you get almost a a slight feel of it being an all-day event for you, even though it's, you know, just a couple of hours. But I enjoyed it, man. Uh, good to see, uh, you know, Coach Prime, you know, again, QB1. And, yeah, we're going to roll with that recruit one. Um, it, it was good. To, it, was, it was good to see it, man, see them uh, back and fold. You know, we saw some unexpected things with that. We'll touch on that later. But uh, it was just good. You know, we had a mainer sighting that we hadn't seen since, you know, that home going last year. So it, it was it was it was good to take it all in, man. Yeah, 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 man. So, you know, one of the things that jumped out to me, Let's talk about the fashion, man. Let's jump right into it, man. Shout out to Coach Prime, man. He was rocking the, you know, the GQ Navy, 
just like Dak State, baby, with the red, man. I like the red accents with the uh, red tie, white designer shoes. You know, Coach Prime did it like he always do, man, you know. And then he outfitted uh, QB1 and, and, and Travis Hunter with the great pinstripes, man, with the Jackson State block logo on the inside. Boy, those boys looking good. Sador was looking icy. Travis, we know he had a walking boot, but that was for precautionary, man. So he'll be ready for the OBC. So don't fret about that. Um, but yeah, man. And we're going to touch on some other fashion because there was a little bit of, uh, I would say, humor that came from Swag Beach. I crossed conference of uh, uh, rivalry, the old Graham fam. You know, they, they out there looking like the three amigos, you know. <laughs> yeah, jump right into it, man. What you think about the, the fashion uh, uh, that Coach Prime and in the, in the, in the squad represented when they, when they went out to Swag Beach today? Hey man, we we do what we do, man. You know, you gonna always look good in blue. It's a power suit, and not only Coach Prime, man, but how about my AD? My AD was cleaning his thing, oh, man. Goodness, man. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. So yeah, I mean, just to uh, man, we do what we do, but you know, but not to go too far off on a tangent, man. You know, all the all the young men, man, all the players that came in, you know, they, they represented well for themselves and their families, you know. Uh, <laughs> You know, the guys from Grambling came in, you know, um, like some pimps from the 70s, man. But, you know, even, <laughs> even even with that, but be it as it may, even those young men, man, they were presented well for them and their families. You know, uh, they came in with a great disposition, you know. Uh, and again, it's, you know, fashion is subjective, you know, saying we may think it looked, you know, like a Mexican, uh, you know, mariachi band, but, you know, other people may like it. So, it's, it, you know, it's it's subjective, and, and I'm not going to crucify them. It's just, you know, it is what it is. But all in all, man, everybody came in, represented well for themselves, you know, and they're, they're and it, and it kind of, you know, went through the whole board, you know. You have, uh, you know, fam, you came in, uh, look nice. You know, you have Alabama and them. They have their team, you know, team uh, – maroon colored jackets that mm-hmm. were well done so you know everybody was tastefully done represented well for themselves i i think so yeah man i um i think the you you hit the nail on the head you had a a, a slew of of uh schools everybody looks sharp we you know we we gonna banter with uh with our with our with our foes man we love to we love to smack talk we love to we got needy a little bit yeah, yeah, we got to do it, and uh, like you said, everybody looked good, man. I enjoyed the, uh, I like the, the FAMU green jackets, the, the Alabama and them uh, burgundy uh, jacket on maroon, should I say? And um, shout out to Andrew Body, man. He came in with the with the, with the Alexander McQueen had the ice, the turtleneck, you know, and his teammate was was looking real icy, man. So they look good, you know, and uh, I, I love that about it. I thought it was a really good presence. I mean, black excellence on display. Um, but, you know, we wanted to touch on that because I want—I really wanted to take a shot at Gremlin, you know, because they uh... – <laughs> you know, I, I can't – hey, man, we're going to keep messing with them until, you know, until September 17th, and, and, and we should lead that game, you know, with a W. But we'll see how they play out. And, uh, I got, yeah. I got a, I got a funny feeling that when September seventeenth come in on game day, there's gonna be a suit reference in some shape, form, or fashion. I'm almost certain of it. Hey, you know what would be cool is my what's my man who walked through the crowd all the time that rocking the full three piece suits and and, and and whatnot. You know, if he if he came through that Joker with a rocking the color, just kind of mimicking it, that would be that would be classic, bro. <laughs> that would be classic. But we can't we can't uh <laughs> we can't say for sure if that would be the case. 
But anyway, let's jump into the meat of, of what we uh, took away from Swag Media Day. Um, kicked off with we got eight JSU Tigers that were named to the preseason All-Swag team, led by QB1 Shador Sanders, who's voted the Offensive Player of the Year uh, preseason. And we'll get into the names of that, but we got eight this year. Last year, we didn't have many, but um, going into the season, coming off a SWAC championship, eight no record. Well, we swept the SWAC. We expect to do that again. Uh, so going into the season, eight players named to preseason all-SWAC team. I'll get right into the names. Shador Sanders, Aubrey Miller, Tony Gray, Shallow Sanders, Isaiah Bolden, Malachi Wyman, Devontae Davis, and my main man, Cameron Silman Craig. Uh, what do you think about the list, though? Um, I think the list was justified. I mean, it's amazing what winning does for you, right? Uh, like you stated, we didn't have that many people uh, the previous year, and look what we did now. That's what winning does, a byproduct of winning. So, you know, it was to be expected. Also, I did want to highlight, though, that Shador, you know, being first team, you know, quarterback was the first quarterback to land for JSU on the first team preseason team since Casey Terrio in 2011. Wow. Also wanted to note that us having eight players was the most uh, players that we've had selected on the preseason team since the, um, our last championship appearance, which was in 2013, when we had seven players. So, nice. again, it's a byproduct of winning. But but let me ask you a question, though, Ken. Yep. Um, being that we have the eight, do you do you feel that there was anybody that was missed out on, that, on, on the, uh, from JSU? I think the thing that – Malachi being on first team, but I, I pause on that. But let's see. Um, I would have liked to have seen Nugget on there. I know – see, this is the thing about playing DB. Um, you don't really get they, – they go by stats. And I feel like – I don't want to say lazy journalism. I don't want to insult anyone. But I think, you know, when you look at – if you paid attention to, to JSU, maybe he did, maybe he didn't do enough. I, I You know, when you go through it, and you look at the production, there's a case that can be made for maybe another uh, DB, but what you're going to run into is the is the names that were ahead of them. Could 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 uh, Nugget have been on a uh, – maybe John Huggins could have been on that list. Um, but, yeah, man, I thought they did – I thought we were real, well represented. I think this is where our depth comes into play. We have a – a heavy rotation of players and sometimes maybe not getting those snaps may not tell the whole story. Shout out to Devontae Davis though, because Devontae Davis yeah, played man. behind uh, James Houston as well as we know James Houston was on the edge, but he played behind Antoine Owens, who we both said on some shows previously that we felt like what James Houston was doing was greatly supported by what Antoine Owens was doing on the defensive line. Um, so, with that being said, shout out to Devontae Davis because the time that he did play, man, he made a splash and he literally made his presence felt. So I'm expecting some big things from him this this year. But I don't I don't see a real case where we can say somebody got snubbed. Uh, I, I would have liked to see Nugget on there, but did he really? You know what I mean? Well, well, for me, I only have one omission, and that would be uh, Malachi. And and the only reason I can justify for Malachi, and I can see Malachi replacing Xavier Smith, uh, we have on to all bear on first on, on, on first team because okay. we have to, we we have to bear in mind that Malachi only played in eight games, eight out of thirteen games. So you know, knowing that you have the the conference leader in touchdown receptions with twelve, you know, make second team to a guy who only got three on the season and played in every game. 
Also, yeah, granted, you know, Xavier Smith, uh, I think he had like about 64 catches for 700 yards, and Malachi had 39 catches for just a shade over 500 yards and 12 touchdowns. But so again, those numbers, yard gap. 200 yard gap. But here's the thing we're, t- yeah. we're talking about, uh, we're talking about five games, though. So yeah. even if you would have projected, I mean, his impact was far reaching. I mean, but do you I'm, punish Xavier for Malachi's not playing? You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of going to be the question that people would pose that feel like, well, you got your blue glasses on. I mean, but I, I totally agree with you, actually, because I feel like touchdowns matter. Well, I don't think I don't think that it's I don't I wouldn't say that it's punishment. I mean, again, you you got you got 60 catches with 700 yards. You're not even averaging 100 yards a game. You're just I mean, Malachi's averaging 100 yards a game with his stats. He's a he's a 100 yard game re- receiver with 12 touchdowns. I mean, so and 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 mind you, David Smith was a part of a group who called themselves the Rack Boys. I mean, he, his stats don't show no rack. So <laughs> you're gonna get in trouble for that one. You know how they do, but it's I, all good. So strikes and strikes and strikes again. I'm, I'm messing up. I'm, I'm trolling right now. Yeah, but, but I'm just saying his stats don't show any rack. So, I mean, it's oxymoron at best. And no shade to him. It's no slight to him. He's a good He's a good receiver. But I'm just saying if, we, if we're going to look at stats, you know, granted they gave him second team. I just my, – my opinion, I just believe that he should have got first team. But nonetheless, I, we can't be uh, upset with us having eight selections. Um and that sounds about right. You know, that's that's pretty much go with boy what I believe we should have. But you know, I I do believe that we have the potential at season's end though, Ken, to have more than that. I totally agree. Matter of fact, we should. I think what we need to see going into the off season, we need to see it tr- uh, matriculate into draft picks. I would yes, like sir. to see multiple draft picks. We know John Huggins uh, was mentioned, as well as Mark Pope was mentioned on the uh, senior uh, bowl watch list. Watch list, uh, yeah. Why, Again, why Nugget? Nugget has to have a monster season, I think, uh, to really get. I think he's an NFL talent uh, without question. But this t- this year, he has to get on the field, and I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities playing opposite of Travis because I really feel like a lot of uh, Travis's name is going to carry weight. You might have a few quarterbacks that might challenge him at the beginning of the season, but I think what's going to happen is, is based off what he does, you might see some quarterbacks go away from Travis, which is going to give whoever is opposite of him more opportunities, and we expect that to be Nugget. We, we, we've seen him work his 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 behind off, man, this offseason. His body looks amazing. He looks like he's in the best shape of his life, and I feel like his technique and his uh, – Attention to detail, as well as uh, I think he's I think he's primed, quote unquote, uh, for a a monster year at the at the DB position, and I, I expect him to get drafted. I really do, uh, along with Aubrey and along with John Huggins if he enters the draft, um, along with a slew of other names that we hope to get multiple draft picks. But we know getting drafted isn't always is easy. Um, however, speaking of getting drafted, shout out to uh, James the Problem Houston, but I want to segue right into that from James because we know James did get drafted. And that was a question that was posed to coach prime from Tiffany green, Jay Walker, when they had their time on the stage in regards to losing James Houston and what he meant to the program. Coach prime made a statement. Coach prime said he feel like we got about four James Houston this year. And, and he touched on that, that, you know, that, that, uh, a solid, strong eight on that back nine of that defense that's going to do work this year. So what did you have? What did you think about Coach Prime's statement when he said that? Because that's exciting to go from one, because I'm going to set it up for you. People always ask the question, well, how do you replace James Houston? 
Well, the answer to the question is you you, you multiply. <laughs> and that's what it sounds like we've done, you know, with our defense. Go ahead, Zoe. So it sounds like we got gremlins on the defensive line, huh? <laughs> we just multiply, right? So the, the thing that I love about Coach Prime saying that, though, Ken, in all honesty, is, number one, Coach Prime doesn't give you coach speak. You ask him a question, he's going to tell you what he thinks. The second thing is it's so good that it came from him and not from me and you or any other Jacksonian. Because if we say it, oh, you know, we got blue and white glasses on, we're, we're biased, you know, we're just we're, we're being biased. But it's coming from the head man. He's at practice every day. And basically he's telling you, oh, yeah, James Houston is good. But we got four of those now. Four. And I, I love it. You know, and again, it's no secret, you know, and, and the depth that we have. And not, not only depth, depth, but the different skill types that we have, you know, on the D-line. You know, you're talking about bringing a big country in. You're talking about Big Boosie. You know, you talk, you talk about Turley. Turley's going to get some burn this year. <laughs> big Boosie. <laughs> and, 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 and then on, on top of that, man, you, you look at a Michael Please. You know, you look at uh, <clears throat> even, you know, i tell you what else. Because of the, the depth that we have, you're talking about Aubrey may be able to put his hand in the dirt on, on, on some instances. You know, you got Burgess on one end. You know, we're, man, we're, we're loaded on that line. And if Coach Prime tape, we got four, we got four James Houston. He was already a problem. Now you got your problem squared, multiple. Like I said, <laughs> I like Gremlin. That. I mean, no hey, so. Hey, since you said that, I got one for you, though. <laughs> yes, sir. Gremlin, dog. <laughs> Super Gremlin. Super Gremlin. <laughs> We're gonna let that play just a little bit. Hold on. Uh. All right, that's all. I just wanted to throw that in. I had to cue that in. That since James Houston is from Florida, and we we ain't gonna you know no copyright issues. I just wanted to throw that in there because when you said we gremlins, I said now nah, we sound like we super gremlins because gremlins would be you know maybe one or two. But Coach said we got four and we got a stronger, even stronger back nine, man. And that four the thing, bro. Look, I can't wait to the OBC, man. I'm I'm just. I'm chomping at the bit right now to just, you know, I don't want time to fly by, but, you know, because I like to take one day at a time. But, man, how exciting is that going to be? I think, too, think about it like this. We, I'm excited to watch fam play UNC because at least that'll give us some semblance of what they're going to do. You know what I mean? And then we can kind of pre uh, prepare for that. Last year we went into it blindly on both sides where we just kind of had to figure it out as we went. So, um, yeah, man, I, I think I think we – we're, uh, we're ready to, to rock and roll with a, with an even stronger defense. And as some have said, usually when you get a lot of production from one, that matriculates into a it being spread across. So you're going to see a lot of production. Oh, by the way, one last thing before we move on to the next thing, Coach Prime did say not only did we lead – Are you going to go there? Not only did we lead FCS, but we led, led the nation in, 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 uh, in sacks. Yes. So yeah, man, a um, lot of production that we um, expect. We had a, a, a an all-time great defense last year that didn't finish. I love that word that came up um, when he was interviewing, when they were interviewing Shador and, and Travis. Shador's take was, look, we got to finish. We did not um, finish the season the way we wanted to. And I think, do you think that they went into the offseason with that bad taste, losing the Celebration Bowl? You think that's, that bad taste really motivated them uh, for how they're going to come out in 2022? Well, according to Coach Prime, no. 
um, he pretty much said that they flushed it. You know, they got out of, and, and, and I can see it. We got out of last season what we got out of it. You know what I mean? And like he said it, you know, before the season last year, you know, he's not the type of coach that, that you know, that, that sits on the loss. He was like, hey, you, you you deal with something for 24 hours, then you flush it, you move on, you know, because this is a life teacher moment. And that's how he coaches. That's how he he prepares. He was like, no, that that's not a motivating factor for us. Our motivating factor is to dominate. Our motivating factor is to dominate so we can get to the NFL. Winning is a byproduct of what we do. And so when we don't do that, we look inward because, again, you know, with all the respect to South Carolina State, they, you know, they kicked our butt. But we have to look at what we didn't do, you know, so as a byproduct of why they were able to kick our butt. So, again, if we take care of us, then there is no butt kicking. And so I, I echo his sentiment, you know, and uh, not to even stray too far over that, Ken. Also, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Coach Prime mentioned that we got four James Houston's. But he also stated that on that linebacker calling that back in. We got eight of them things at linebacker. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I think when you really break down this linebacker core and you mix it in with the D-line, man, I'm excited to see how Coach Thurman, Coach Weeks, and Coach Hart is really going to, you know, mix this thing up from a rotational standpoint. Because Yeah. And, and here's the thing I love about having depth. When you when you have depth, one of the things you can do, though, is you can, you can give maximum effort every single play knowing that, your, your time on the field may be limited, so you got to go hair on fire, man. You got to go out there and and, 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 and give it everything you got in order to, you know, get you some some series in and really make some production. So that's one thing I am excited about from a defensive standpoint. Yeah, I agree. And I also think that um, with the makeup of the guy, of the personnel we have, I think a lot of guys would be interchangeable. Even position-wise, I think we'll have a lot of linebackers, like I mentioned about Aubrey, that'll be able to put their hand in the dirt and vice versa. You know, it's going to be a lot of interchangeable pieces. Uh, we're going to mix and match a lot of things. But also, note, we're going to play a lot of bodies, man. So a lot of guys are going to get a lot of playing time. And that adds to the point to what we mentioned earlier when we talked about James Houston, where people, when, when it was asked, you know, how do you replace him? And I was like, well, you don't have to match, uh, have one player to match what he did. When everybody elevates their level of play and you spread those numbers around, that makes for a better balanced defense. And if we had better balance, we're even stronger defense than what we had last year. That's a great point. Uh, you know, not really much more to add to that. But speaking of, let's jump right into the next thing uh, that we noted that we wanted to touch on, because this was something that Coach Prime touched on while he was uh, speaking on behalf of Jackson State and when Jack State was speaking on, at Media Day. Um, he talked about the additions of Coach um, Brett Bartoloni and, and Coach Mo Sims in particular, because the reason why we wanted to highlight them, and we've done uh, some shows that where we've highlighted on that to all of our listeners. If you hadn't had a chance, go back and catch those episodes uh, where we we brought Coach Bruce, Coach Tim Brewster on. We brought um, uh, we talked about Coach uh, Bartoloni. Um, we talked about Coach Mo Sims, but this is what we touched on. Shador seems to be very excited about the offensive coordinator. Uh, that he has he one of the things we're hearing is very smart he he knows what's going on so when you look at the head coach and the quarterback and you look at the energy that they have in regards to the oc that's something to be excited about that's some of the stuff you take note to because that kind of tells the story that we're not privy to seeing because they're doing the off-season work and then one other thing i want to throw in there and let you go um <clears throat> he mentioned about how coach mo sims coming over from the National champion, uh, Georgia Bulldogs, and how we, we've even discussed this in some of our chats, how we're seeing from 
the media, um, the pictures and videos, their bodies, the, the team's bodies are really starting to look like they've uh, taken shape. Not, and that's and that's also to uh, attribute what they've done in the offseason. But when you look at Coach Mo Sims coming in and listening to Coach Prime with that major endorsement on Swag Media Day, it just speaks to what the expectation is and how he wanted to close those gaps. What do you think about that? I totally agree. Also, though, um, I love the fact of how Coach Prime even worded everything about Coach Brett and all of the moves that he made because what it says is it shows a coach who has his post on the program and what he wants to do and what he feels that he needs to do to do the very thing that he sets out to do, which is dominate. But also, again, to have a quarterback being excited, you know what I'm saying, about an offense, that says a lot. But number two, you know, you and I, we've always said that the greatest thing about a, any type of strength coach is, you know, you have a billboard. That, that's the players. But the one other thing that we haven't talked about that I saw media day and, and since then, though, has been the players themselves. And that's it. Look at them when they verbalize Coach Sims. They get excited and they all say the same thing. Oh, it's real. It's rough. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. And, and, and they've said it on numerous occasions. So that right there is a telltale sign. It was something different. And they're going through a, a, a very rigorous time that they see and know that it's going to be beneficial to them. Totally agree, man. I, I just, um, I, I'm excited because a lot of the things that we're seeing and that we're witnessing, you know, at the I Love is a lot of the things that we've talked about and we've yearned for and we've we've wanted for so long and it's just so it's so refreshing and sobering to see it uh come to pass and, and see it actually in live and living color so that's what makes this season even more exciting as we get into um you know this 2022 season but before we get into that we we, we also want to highlight one other thing that was said when he talked about because you have to you have to bring this up you knew this was going to come up though because uh, that was a video put out around the same time. Uh, actually, it was the same day as the XFL showcase on the, the, the campus of, of Jackson State University. Uh, one of the things that was mentioned was that Coach Prime put out a video saying that he was going to donate half his salary to complete um, some that the finalize the project for some renovations and upgrades to the facilities in the Players Lounge and in the uh, Walter Payton Center. Um, he wanted it done by what? August 4th. And what? a magnificent gesture that was it speaks to coach prime being in it and what he had to say about it was just all the more refreshing man i, I absolutely love that that particular um uh part of swag media day where he spoke to tiffany green and jay jay walker in regards to why he did what he did what do you think about what he had to say though it's a lot that i actually can't say about it first thing first before i even get into anything about it Coach Prime is a not only is he the coach, he's a he's a figurehead. And so he's a father figure to all the players on the team. So I'm gonna speak from a team aspect before I get outside on the peripheral stuff with everybody outside the program. Okay. But bear in mind what he's doing, he's leading the example. Because when these young men get out to the real world and they get in certain circumstances, you know, similar to this, maybe not on the same scale, but on their own way in their own personal lives. They have an example of how to do things when it comes to being in a scenario like this, because mm. you know what it needs to get done. And so let me grab the bull by the horns and I'll take care of it. I can't worry about everything else. Control, well, what you control, point, control what you can control and let me go ahead and handle it. 
a lot of people will say, well, you know, he has the means. Uh, there are tons of people in this world that have the means, but yet still they're not doing what Coach Prime is doing. There are there are thousands of coaches <laughs> that's in his position that are well off, and right. and they're in the position to do what he's done, and he didn't do it. That's the first thing. But also, let me let me go into something else because Coach Prime is actually a, he's a brilliant man. Here's another way that you can look at that too, Ken. We had media day. Coach Prime really touched on quite often the whole thought process about giving back to your university, right? Giving right. is that giving is at eleven percent. So how can I say anything about you giving back to a university and I haven't done it? That's a good again, point. again, lead by example. Yeah. Here I am giving half of what I got. I'm not asking you to give half of what you have, but you can give something, you know. So again, you know, because in order for us to change the narrative, and again, he's a he's a byproduct of always provoking change. So mm -hmm. I can't I can't say anything or critique or criticize unless I do it first, you know. And here he is, and that's why is he has an example. If I can do this, I'm not asking you to do something on the scale that I did it, but you can do it too. You know, and again, there's power in numbers. If we if we actually handle our business and we can go back to, you know, Obama first getting into office, it was everybody on no matter who you were, give. And it, it work and it works. It works. And be a cheerful giver. Because again, when you give and you see the product of your giving, you're you'll be you'll be more excited about the giving that you're doing because you're seeing the byproduct of what you're giving has been doing. So uh that's just another point of it. But yeah, man, I was ecstatic about it. I think there's a lot to it. And also people, and I and I and I'll get off of it, Ken. And that is uh, because some people I saw in some spaces where people will say, you know, well, we didn't have the funds to get this taken care of. No, 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 no. If you saw the video, he said, oh, we're out of funds because we went over budget. And so what Coach Prime is doing is we're more or less paying for what extra labor so we can expedite the uh, labor force in here to get it done by a certain time frame. Everything has been purchased and everything's been taken care of. So we just went over budget. So basically we're expediting the process so we can get it completed within two weeks time. But no kudos to coach prime. It really speaks to the character of the man. And, uh, and, and again, I think it's a byproduct of why he has the sister he has. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, you know what? And, and speaking of like going over budget, like sometimes when you're doing stuff and you've done this, though, we all have done this. Like you might have had an idea and as you're executing that idea and you're doing it, you realize you might want to make a change or you might want to add something. Yes, sir. And sometimes that eats into the budget. We see it on, let me watch HGTV, these shows where they're renovating. A lot of times, you know, one of my favorite shows is Love It or Listed, you know, where they, 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 they work within the budget constraints or somebody might be, they may be able to cut a corner here to do this, and it turns out beautifully in the end. But you brought some really, really, really solid, strong points, man. And one of the one one of the points I absolutely love is when you talked about how this is going to permeate into real life with the players that were under under uh, that are under Coach Prime's uh, leadership right now. Uh, most of us who have played sports all our life have had coaches that have impacted us. You know, one of my greatest influences not to make this about me, was um, a coach that actually kicked me off my AAU team for my attitude. To this day, we were very close. And um, it was a bookmark for me and let me know that going into the real world that you're not going to be able to, you know, do certain things and and, and there's consequences to certain reactions. So um, I, I think every athlete has a story that they can share in regards to that. But I thought that was a really just dynamic point that you made in regards to what, what message that sent. I also love the talk when you spoke about 
uh, you know, alum not given. And there's a lot of things he said because we, you know, not to spend too much time on that. You you know, you can go catch Swag Media Day and listen to it for, you know, verbatim what he had to say. Um, and but one thing that did jump out, though, because this is something we've talked about. We've talked about this a lot. Matter of fact, we even touched on it on one of our shows, uh, re- one of our most recent shows. Might have even been History Repeats Itself Part 2. If you haven't tuned in, do yourself a favor. Go, yeah, go listen to Part 1 and Part 2. And we got a recap of uh, Part 3 coming soon on, in regards to that. But here's the point I'm making, because he also talked about what is tradition? When you say tradition and you say culture, what is it that you're talking about, right? You know what I'm saying? So the reality of the matter is, hey, he said a lot of things that might have pricked a few folks, but like you said, Coach Prime is a is a component of change, and he, you can tell he was on a mission to provoke a few people to move to action. And um, I love what he said, man. He said when 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 he's going and talking to these parents in regards to their kid. They're not asking about culture and tradition. They want to know what is my son going to eat and where they're going to sleep, right? Yep. So, <laughs> so when we talk, and then he touched on some robbery stuff, and I, I'll throw it out there, and then you kind of give your your uh, your tidbits on what you thought about it because we touched on this. Because Shaq asked a question. Remember, we were talking in our previous show when we was talking about if we did move into the FBS, how the 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 the, the, the um. What, what, what was the, what's the word I'm looking at? The fans would change, right? The, mm-hmm. we, go, we go into a PWI space, right? But the question that I posed and that we've discussed was, what about those other games, the games that we don't well attend, the games that's not a rivalry, that's not homecoming? But, you know, he mentioned some schools. You know, what are you – what about those games, right? So when we're talking about culture and tradition, a part of culture and tradition for HBCUs is, you know and, – and listen – I understand the national percentage when it comes to alumni giving and kind of where we are. And people say, well, you know, 5% is the norm or 8% or whatever. 11% is still not very good. We talked about uh, in some, maybe it was on Twitter. I saw where it was um, where I think Claflin at one point in time was up to 50% given. So just imagine where we could be if everyone was given and, if everyone was also attending those games, when we're talking about TV opportunities, we don't want to be showing games on TV with an empty stadium. So, uh, and I'll stop, I'll stop right there and let you jump in there because that kind of spilled over to another thing he talked about in regards to a game that was moved and you know where I'm going, but I'll let you chime in on those comments. No, but he actually hit the nail on the head, you know, when he mentioned, you know, tradition, you know, and what he was kind of getting to when he mentioned tradition, he was like, oh, you guys talk about tradition. Oh, you're talking about the football tradition. You know, he was like, you don't want to talk about the tradition of bad business and bad way of doing things with regard to what you stated earlier about, you know, because uh, there's a there's a problem right now across the country with HBCU with regards to housing. And, you know, for example, like even with JSU or, you know, some of the other, you know, bigger HBCUs, you know, needing new dorms to take in this growth. We say we want to get bigger, but again, we got to do some things on our end so we can grow so we can take in this influx of a of new um, of new students. Because bear in mind, the attention is there. The want to is there. The, The the appetite for growth 
outside of us is there but you know we can only do so much you know and and you end up taking all these students in with no place to live and 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 it, and it ends up putting a bad taste in someone's mouth and deters you know future potential of the students from coming but that you know that's another a tangent for something else but to keep this on you know to keep it sports related you know he also mentioned you know when he mentioned the uh, tradition even on the football side it was like yeah you know who are our rivals so we want to talk about tradition yeah our rivals you know, traditionally Southern and Alcorn. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, I, I have to say this in, in, in any metric or any example that you give, Jackson State is one of one because even on the games that aren't our rivals, we still draw better than everybody else in the FCS on those games. That's it right. just, it's just that for us, you know, it's a significant drop off because now you're talking about, and I can use last season for an example. You talk about going, basically, we've had multiple games over 50,000 at home. And then you go to a game like uh, Bethune-Cookman at home, you know, and, yeah, they weren't winning. And then, yeah, they, they don't have bring any fans. But then our fans are like, oh, you know what? It's not an attractive game, so I'm not going to come. But yet still, we'll still probably draw about 26,000 for their game or 28,000, I believe it was, for their game. And even still at that number, that's a sellout in every <laughs> HBCU stadium. So again, it's, it's, but that it's, also, it's though, that gives Coach Prime an avenue to challenge us to do better. Most definitely, most definitely. Again, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. Hear, but that's hear, a, they ain't bringing a band. It's 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 one o'clock in the afternoon. A game exactly. Well, we, guess what? We play Southern in the middle of the day. We play the game. We homecoming is in the middle of the day. We 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 show up and we show out when it, it's games when we want to. We don't mind being hot and uncomfortable when it's somewhere we want to be. So what he's saying, like you saying, is that. We just got to do better in regards. And, and and when we say do better, that's not a blank. It, it, it's a blanket statement, but it's not blanket application. Doing yeah. better is applied various different ways to various different individuals. And you extract from it what you can. And he actually used an example, which I thoroughly stand on. And that is, you know, again, comparison is, is the thief of joy, but we have to use an example or a barometer per se. So for an example, we, we say we want something, but we're not putting the action behind it to, that's matching what our mouth is saying. So for an example, like you look at these power five programs, they don't care who they're playing. They're going to have for the most part, 55, 60, 70,000, no matter who is coming to the stadium. And that's what we're, and that's that's the goal for us to get to, the you know, hey, even if Bethune is coming, you know, it might not be a sellout, but hey, we're still going to get fifty thousand in there, even if it's just all us. And that's again, you always have to have something to strive for, and I believe that's the thing that we can actually get to. So he mentioned that he mentioned that for an example, and again, that's not beyond uh, the realm of possibility for a school like Jackson State. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, but let's get into the HBCU game day interview. I thought that that was a, you know, you yes. said that over to me. That was a, I'll let you start on that one. Really, really good, wholesome interview. If you haven't had a chance to uh, catch the HBCU game day interview with Coach Prime sitting down with Chuck Bishop. Great interview with Tali Carr from HBCU game day. Uh, um, let's, let's jump into that interview. Some of the things he touched on, which I thought were just absolutely phenomenal. He, you know, we, he mentioned uh, the parking lot situation. He mentioned the, uh, you know, the situation with the with the gate, you know, big stadium, one entrance. But I'll let you jump into some of the things you wanted to touch on and then we go from there. 
I mean, with I mean, it's just segue into what we just left off of, and that was tradition. Because again, no one challenges it because it's like, oh, you know, it's not it's it's not a problem when in actuality it is. Again, knowing that we have, you know, just one gate open. And let and let me just say this: before Memorial got remodeled, I can't think of what year it was. Man, back before then, when I when I was coming up, man, every single gate was open, every last one of them. And and so I, I don't even know where this come from, but again. You know, it, sometimes it takes people from outside to see certain things, but not only that with the gate deal, but even your business practices. But the one thing I want to highlight that Coach Prime got into because it is it, it, it derived solely from the last show. And that was the whole talk about Jackson State going up FBS. And he actually talked about that. It was, and he said verbatim, no, we're not talking about uh, leaving and going, leaving the swag and going to another conference. He said, but I am talking about, you know, again, better business practices from an athletic standpoint and uh, the school standpoint, you know, doing things better, better deals, better business deals, better day-to-day operations, everything in a first-class manner. And it's safe to say no HBCU was doing it and they aren't doing it because again, uh, no one's calling anybody out. You know, there are a few people who who may complain and gripe about it and not just at Jackson State, but all the HBCUs. And he, he touched on that. And, and that was the thing that I love to see. He mentioned also in his comments about, you know, us doing things uh, singularly at JSU, but also collectively as a unit with the thought that mirrors the commissioner with the possibility of moving up as an FBS conference. But essentially what he's saying is we can't do that until we start to get things, you know, saying lined up individually to make that happen. And he has to start with Jackson State with the business practices. And he also mentioned about, you know, better uh, uh, doing better deals as a conference which I'm sure he's had some communication with the commissioner with regards to better, you know, better television deal, other things that they can maximize their potential uh, for money for the conference as well. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. He, he said, uh, said so much, man. Um, another thing to add to everything that you just mentioned, um, coach prime gave a really, really good endorsement to the coaches in the swag. Yes. Uh, he talked about how these coaches are really good. I mean, they're, he, he highlighted Vincent Dancy, Fred McNair. I mean, you know, Connell Maynard. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Eric Dooley, and he was just saying how a lot of these, a lot of our SWAT coaches, all they really need is the resources and exposure. He talked about, you know, if they didn't have to put out fires and and you know if they could just coach and and they got the exposure, got the resources, man, we could. Some of these coaches are NFL caliber level talent as far as coaches, and we've always felt that way. And this is to those who feel like Coach Prime was getting a lion's share of attention. We already knew a lot of the attention that came. Uh, it was as a result of just who the person himself was. But, um, man, I thought that was a, 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 an outstanding um, endorsement from Coach Prime and, and seeing things from at the highest level and then coming back showing how there really is no lot of, no, no major gap. And for some cases, though, some of these coaches are way ahead of some of the coaches that have been afforded the opportunities that are ahead of them. But in actuality, they just haven't been given the resources, the, the opportunity or the exposure to get that shine. So uh, I thought that was very, very good of him to uh, highlight that. And uh, it speaks to what the expectation and what it is that we have right here in this conference. I agree. And he said, matter of factly, he said, listen, if Coach Dan said Mississippi Valley, had all the resources that he need. He said, man, don't nobody want to see him. He said that verbatim. Nobody wanted to see him if he had the resources. But but you know what, man? 
I'm, look, controversial statement, but I'm going to say it. You know, it goes back to what I always say in a lot of things, and it, it's bleeding over into this. Black people, for the most part, tend to devalue anything black. You know, if, if we had, because I can sit here and say when Coach Hobson was here, was he by far and away the best coach in this conference? I don't think so. Did he win? Yes, he did. But, you know, um, he left here and proceeded to lose. You got an opportunity that not many in these in this in the swag would get and, and the we, space we, gets. Yeah, we and we all know. I mean, now let's not say he didn't have success, but we've had some coaches that have had some success that just haven't really afforded uh, many of the opportunities. Some have like, you know, Jerry Mack took a, a different route, but he didn't take he didn't get a head coaching job at Rice. He, he went over as an offensive coordinator from his success at North Carolina Central. But it just speaks to some of the opportunities that you see taking place. So I thought that's, that's a really good point. And, and to that point, so let me th- let me throw this in there real quick because the commissioner at Swag Media Day talked about and some of this stuff. And, and listen, I feel like these they they listening, man. A lot of these shout out to all the the media guys and the YouTubers and and I don't want to say YouTubers because it's it, in a sense some of these um, content creators is better word because um, they do their work, man. And a lot of them were present, a lot of them were there, active, getting interviews, uh, doing this. Uh, uh, doing the, the doing the, the grassroots work that's required to cover uh, HBCU sports, and you can tell that the commissioner and and, and and some of those that are asking the questions are listening to what's being said, right? Because uh, I feel like I I, I listen. I, I I mean this when I say this because I feel like a lot of this talk came from my tweet. I was the one that tweeted. It's time the HBCUs come together and form a super conference. Uh, and then it sparked a whole conversation that led to Twitter spaces and so forth and so on. All right. What am I trying to say? Coach, uh, not coach, but uh, Commissioner McClellan came out and said, look, he already feels like the SWAC is already a um, super conference, an HBCU super conference. And he highlighted as to why. And then he also gave somewhat of a peep under the tent of the possibility of adding two other schools. I, I know you a lot well versed, but I can give my estimation as to who I think those two schools are. I'm going to just say <clears throat> Tennessee State and Clark Atlanta. And <laughs> we've talked about this on several occasions because yep. I know the SWAC want that. You right there in Atlanta, bro. They want that Atlanta market. Yes, and, sir. And let's speak to why you feel like that would be the case. But first of, all, first of all, give me your comments on what you uh, took from commissioner statements and then a little bit on what we just talked about. And then we'll move on and get ready to uh, wrap this one up. Well, with his statement, it matched what he said when he actually added Bethune Cookman in Florida and Florida AM. You know, they were a byproduct of originality, where they fit the footprint of the conference and extend the footprint out a little bit more. But also, man, uh, I totally agree with it. You know, I do view us as a as a HBCU super conference. Um, but again, I'm in a minority. I don't view an HBCU conference as lesser than. Now, do we need to win go. more? Do we do we need to win more? Of course we do. But let's not act. The, the problem is saying that we need to win more. Let's look into the reasons why we're not winning. We can't act like we're on the same level playing field in on the level that we are. So there's a there's a there's a why as to why things were uh, were going the way they're going. And again, that's one reason why Coach Prime is at Jackson State to pull the sheets back and expose that, but also change and elevate. And, and in the process of his elevating, he's elevating the swag because as you see now, look at the recruiting because look, no matter what anyone says, you look at the recruiting before Coach Pryor in Jackson State and look at the recruiting of every school in the swag since he's been here. It's right. night and day. 
It's not in day. And so there's no, no disparaging that. So again, yes, I do think it's a super conference. Can we be better? Of course we are. We're all in agreement. Every last one of us, no matter the institution you cheer for, you feel that the SWAC is better. The perception of the SWAC has changed, not just among us in the in the black folk who take in the product, but even outside of the of this region, even a national uh, footprint, a national scale. Plus, mm-hmm. there's more of a national attention on the swag right now. So it's changing. Uh, a lot has happened in a year. But to add to, to the to the question you stated, yes, I believe uh, the commissioner. I believe we're a super conference. I believe we're growing. We're trending in the right uh, in, in the right uh, pr- uh, the right way. Also, the commissioner touched on the growth that we've gotten financially from last year to this year as well as the payoff. Also, you know, the, the SWAC headquarters has been paid off from the conference. The payoff that we got uh, going to the member institutions was larger this year. And he stated that in two more years, we will be the biggest producing, uh, fin- well, the, the, the best financially, financial, I should say, conference in all of FCS. He also stated that in two years, we'll be in the middle of the group of five conferences. Mm. In two years. So if that's not trending up, I don't know what to tell you. And again, this is financially. So, uh, and again, once and the better we get financially and, I, and I'll be quiet, then the product on the field should help. Because again, we talk about resources and finances to help make things better with, you know, with facilities, you know, then, you know, we could, we could spark even more change. So what do you, t- what is your take on the, the expansion with, you know, possibly adding two teams, which which route would you go if you if you had to make that decision? I, if I, I hate to, but you tell me what you think. My, my bad. If 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 we were to expand, I mean, everybody and mother know the Tennessee State fits naturally because number one, it's a blue blood and they fit the footprint. But right. also the the next team, I would say Clark Atlanta for sure because we will get the Atlanta market. You know, again, people will see the Clark and they'll look at you know what they are. Not again, same issues. Not looking out for what they could be. Um, yeah. And Clark got to be able to project. Yeah. You have to you have to project, but also what Clark adds, Clark has great growth potential. Clark is in Atlanta; it ties us into the, the Atlanta market. Clark also is another private institution, so you have two private institutions within the conference. That also helps, and academically it fits in as well. But I think from a football standpoint, um, it, it works, and also for the people who always talk about travel, it lessens the travel for the every team in the conference by adding Clark and adding Tennessee State because now you know you shift you'll probably shift the Jackson State or Valley over to the east side I mean to the west side I'm sorry with the within the divisions and it minimizes the travel for everybody in the conference at that particular point. And also it strengthens the brand because again Tennessee you're adding a Nashville and an Atlanta market. And I know Man, some people will say some people may say you, you already know that we'll be we'll be making them trips too because them two good cities uh, for sure, people. for sure. And but but you know, and some people may say, well, you know, we can't say it's the Atlanta market because you know Clark doesn't control the demand. No, Clark does, but black people do. Atlanta's the largest black population in the whole entire southeast in the swag footprint. So by virtue of you adding Atlanta, you're adding the black the black market in Atlanta. So it's, 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 it's a win-win. Makes all the sense in the world. So speaking about the finance part. Cause you just made me think of something. I didn't have this in my, in my initial, but I got, we got to touch on it. And we previously talked about this on a couple of shows, but folks always want, yeah, see, see, that's how, see that, see, that's, that's how we, we, we like peanut butter and jelly, man. We, 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 we know where we, where we going with this. And it just popped up in my head. 
we got to talk about the payout that co- that commissioner uh <laughs> yeah about. man let's talk the about it now speaking of this payout what was it 3.2 million dollars i want to say he um that he paid that the conference paid out to jackson state now one of the things he said though was the thing I, I kind of honed in on. He said that the $3.2 million that was given was just 25% of Jackson State's budget. And for those that like to talk about, when, we, when, we, when we're talking oh. about moving to that next level and elevating, people always want to throw in with Jackson State budget is this, Jackson State budget is that. And I just simply pose one question. What is Jackson State's budget? And if you knew that number, then why don't you tell us? Because 25%, three million, $3.2 million is 25% of 12.8. Would you agree with that? Man, sounds like correct math to me. But, you know, <laughs> all I hear about is, you know, Jack State's budget about six or seven million dollars. And I and I could have sworn on the last show, I point blank stated that that's just not correct. Yep. Yep. Well, I think when you look at that, somebody did the math on it and they showed how a 12 million dollar budget puts us about three million dollars shy of uh, ULM. That plays in the Sun Belt, so I think the ULM's athletic budget sits around fifteen million dollars. Uh, maybe there's some others in the conference that got a higher athletic budget than we do, and which is fine. But I just we we, we broke down the metrics as to why we uh, felt like you probably should hold off on talking about Jack State's budget because when you look at the um, the addition and coaching staff members, when you look at the uh, strength staff, when you look at the uh, equipment staff, when you look at the training staff, when you look at the analysts and the GAs and everything that's being uh, uh, included, the media, you know, every everything it costs. There's no free services being given out. So um, there's a number, there's a real number, but it's a lot closer to what we just said, and not and it's far away from what. Um, they just mentioned uh, they would mention when they're when they're dispelling the potential to move up in regards to budget. We're not going to stop talking about that. We because Coach touched on that uh, at media day. We talked about that was another thing that he touched on in the interview with Tali and, and Chuck Bishop. How elevating, man! We want to elevate. There's nothing wrong with elevate. Now elevation is again, it's a blanket statement, but it's not blanket application. We got to stop thinking that everyone is not on the same footing. There are others that do very well in certain areas, and there's others that 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 don't do so well. There's our our, uh, elevation from one step to the next, so it's not going to be the same as others. We can get better in the game day operations, and that was something that that we just spoke to. Those are some of the gripes that we have internally at Jackson State. We, if you listen to this, you know we we be frustrated trying having to go through one game. It requires some time for those that go in the stadium with me. <laughs> they know how Ken is, man. I get, bro, I get agitated, man. I'm like, I'm going in the stadium at this time, and 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 here's why we this way because we know that you either going in on one side or the other side is gonna be a, a long line. Don't ask me to hold nothing for you. Don't ask me to if I got some tickets for you. You better get them before I go in the stadium because if I go in the stadium, it's on you. You know what I mean? So we're that way because of the way things are. But, man, how dope would it be? You may mention to one thing, if every gate was open, every gate was functional, it would make the flow of traffic all the more easier. It would make everything that much nicer. Uh, more bathrooms, bro. If you're sitting on one side of the stadium, man, we got to walk all the way to one other side just to use the restroom. A lot of locked doors, a lot of things that could get better in regards uh, and I, I'm, I know I'm touching on some 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 soft spots and some uh, some pain points, but 
this is all a part of innovation and getting better, man. You want to highlight your gaps. You want to uh, put a strategic plan in place to close them. And then you just set off, set off doing that. But Hey man, uh, I don't know how anyone could scoff at the idea of, of elevating and so many things that have been covered, but you know, and Kenny, yeah, what, what, what are the point with that budget talk too? Let me, let me state this too, for the record, that $12 million figure, that's not going to be the same after this year either. It's a, I, it's a, I, it's I, a, I'm going to use Stephen A. Smith. It's fluid. It's moving. <laughs> that's okay. a good word, man. I like that. I like so that. It's, that's a good it's, word. It's fluid. It's moving because there's growth, there's change. And the only constant in this world is change. And the problem with the naysayers, and like I said on the last show, I told you, people can be quick to tell you what you can't do or whatever is negative, but you can give them all day and they can't tell you nothing positive or how you can change something. So, And again, we know what we know. And I'm like, that, that number that y'all Googling, trying to find, it's wrong. The commissioner just co-signed it the next week after the show. And we tried to tell you that it was wrong. And, and guess what? And even the number that he that that, that he could factor to, that's going to change next year. Because, again, there are things in place. Things are changing. We're growing. We're evolving. We're not staying pat. And, again, to add to what you stated a while back, Ken, tradition speaks of complacency. And Coach Prime ain't complacent. Jackson State, this, this new JSU is not complacent. They're ever evolving, hey, ever he changing. Said that. He said that immediately. He talked he sure about did. complacency. What we a lot of us think is is uh is he said a lot of us. Oh, and man, I'm glad you used that word because he said you know what he referenced complacency to being okay with the situation at the stadium. Mm-hmm. Say, I right, you know it's cool, man. Yep. I ain't you know I don't got used to it. That's that's what complacency is. So complacency is, and, and and again, that's why we stated it. It, it's not a matter of like talking. I'm trying to talk noise to you by saying it's a new JSU. Nah, man, this is a real new JSU. And so, again, when we, when we mentioned that budget, again, to tap into ULM, ULM had success beating ranked, I mean, beating uh, teams before. They beat Alabama. They beat Arkansas. Right. Uh, they beat Ole Miss. I mean, they've beaten plenty of the major Power 5 programs with that same budget. And uh, according to this year, it's only $3 million more than Jackson State. It sounds crazy, but – what the SEC is is what the swag once was, mm. and so and, and it's not a different. It's not a. a it's, it's not far fetched to say that we can become that again. It really is. It's really not. Now we no, we won't have the hundred thousand seat stadium, but we don't need it. Right. We don't. We don't. You know what, man? Since you brought up the SEC, we we, we got to touch on it before we get out of here. They like posed the huh? the question, man. They posed him the question. You know what they asked him? They asked him about playing Alabama because, you know, that was brought up at SWAC media, at uh, SEC Media Day. And uh, Coach Prime's comments were exactly this. Corey, go ahead and te- cue up what Coach Prime had to say about that question. Could he potentially play in Jackson State? What does that no, mean no, to you? He's not going to play us right now. We're not ready for that. No, no, not what's And we're not into sacrificing our kids to get a check. Uh, he got to give me another year. I got to get beef up in the front. The difference of, of, of Power Fives and HBCUs right now, those big guys in the middle. It's not the quarterbacks, it's not the receivers, the DBs, or the skill position, but those big dogs in the middle. We, we got to beef up that to be able to compete with something like that. All right, so you heard it right from the horse's mouth. So what's your take on what he had to say? Because, I, I, you know, I, 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 me personally, I get annoyed by the question, but I thought what he had to say was, it, I, I could tell you what I got from it, you know. I love his thought process. He he's hit it. It was spot on. 
It was, um, you know, the, 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 the game is won and lost. Shaq even touched on that on our previous show. But in the trenches, we're not, we're not, we're not ready for that. We, he said, give me him a year. And I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> but what's your takes on what he had to say? Your thoughts right, on let that? Me, let, me, let, me, let me address this too because, you know, again, being out here in, the, in a social space, look, man, Coach Prime was pretty much black and white with, with, with his words. He's not saying we want. He's not saying that he wants to play Alabama next year, or he's trying to play Alabama next year. He's just basically answering the question, saying that, "Hey, we're not ready for that yet because I'm not going to prostitute my team. I'm not going to schedule a game that I know I have no chance at winning just for some money, i.e., prostitution." What he's saying is, "I need. To, I need at least a year to get my lines right. Then that way I'll be ready to schedule some schedule these types of games." He also stated. Last year, he said, you know, no, I don't want to play any money games because, you know, I want to get all the ingredients in the kitchen right. He said, but baby, when I get the ingredients in the kitchen just the way I want it, I'm going to be ready to uh, to schedule and play anybody, which make all the common sense in the world. So for all the people who think that, oh, well, you know, he can't play out of number next year either if he wanted to. He's not even trying to. But to add to the old Miss thing, and I'm look, I'm going to say it. This is from Zoe. Zoda Laurie, this has nothing to do with Jackson University, 1400 Club, Ken, and anybody else. This is just a thoughts of me. Look, if, if Coach Prime get the ingredients the way he wants it, I'm going to tell you right now, ain't a snowball chance in here, old Miss or Mississippi State going to play him. You know it that's and I facts. know it. That's a 1,000% that's a <laughs> accurate statement. Keep going. Because you see what's happening with USM, because we're more on par with USM today. I mean, they won't play us, but keep yeah, going. because yeah, because oh, on wax, let the record show we're trying. We've been trying to schedule a game with Southern Southern Miss, and their AD declined, and he refuses to play that game. But also, again, this is just solely of Zoe. Oh, Mister Mister State not gonna play us when when we're actually loaded and ready to play. Yeah, they'll say, well, they play them in the past. Oh, yeah, why wouldn't they? Because we are a threat to beating them. Because again, they know that if we're strong. They'll perceive it as, well, we have nothing to gain from the game. Yes, you do. A, a win or a loss. The same thing we have to gain. But the problem is they know that if we win that game, what it does to the – what's the word I want to use? It does something to the, the pecking order or the perception of Ole Miss or Mississippi State if we were to play them and beat them. Because if we beat them in football of all sports, uh, they'll never be able to live that down. Especially being in the big bad SEC, so that's why they don't, they don't, they don't want to schedule that game. And that's not my opinion; that's just fact. So you know, uh, would Alabama be more apropos to play us? I believe so. Is it going to happen? I highly doubt it. You know, because again, got an opening in twenty twenty three. Yeah, they want to schedule. That would be kind of that would be tight though. I, I, I would I would I would I would we love it. Our, we might get our head kicked in a little bit, but you know, uh, <laughs> and I, I mean, listen. I'm I, I'm a Nick Saban guy. I, you know, I kind of took a step back when when he made the comments in regards to Travis Hunter, but um, th- that's a goal to get to to that level. Um, are we there yet? No, we got a show. Um, I know we got Texas State next year. We got uh, uh, ULM again. I want to play them two teams, and I want to beat them. I want to dominate sure. the space that we in, and then then you start to move uh, forward and closer. Uh, to some of those uh, bigger, bigger F. I was, I say power two now. So we say power two, yeah. Not necessarily power five because everybody loading up with the SEC and the Big Ten. But keep going. I mean, to cut you off. No, you're you're fine. But uh, no, do I believe we'll play Alabama next year? No, I don't. But it's not even on my radar. I could care less. Um, 
whatever we choose to do, because we, I trust the leadership of the university, they're going to make the right decision for us going forward with regards to who we schedule and, and what we want to play. But one thing we all know for certain, Coach Prime is not going to have the mindset of being uh, afraid of playing uh, anybody, especially if we have the roster makeup in the way that we want it. But, you know, if and when the SWAC were to move up as an FBS conference and we're able to get those 85 scholarships, I wouldn't fear anybody. Because at that point, we're able to get the talent that we need to get. I wouldn't fear anybody at all. Because at, at the end of the day, you're going to win or lose anyway. Well, there you have it, folks. I'm going to end it right there, Zoe. Great show, man. Uh, great swag media day, like we said. 2022 season underway. I mean, man, I am. I don't think I've ever anticipated a football season as much as I have this season. Um, like I said, those JSU Tigers, we kicked the season off in Miami, Orange Blossom Classic. Don't meet me there. Beat me there, man. So um, what, you got any closing remarks before we get out of here? No, nah, man. Just uh, I, I, I echo your sentiment, man. I we I know it's kind of a oxymoron because we do say this before every season, how we're so excited about this season. But no, more so this one than honestly for me in the previous two decades. I mean – uh, for, for all you guys who are 30 and under, this SWAC season right here feels like a early 90s and late 80s SWAC season because of the talent that's emerged into the conference. Um, I really, really, really am excited about this upcoming season just because of the potential of what I believe this season could represent in the bigger scheme of things. Um, I also believe that there won't be what we've seen in the past decade of about three good teams in the conference. I think there's going to be more parity, especially on the east side. But mm -hmm. I really think that this is going to be not just for Jackson State, but the conference in its history. I believe this will be a, mom a very monumental season um, that's going to segue to greater things for the upcoming season in 2023. Uh, I believe that's what this season will represent. So I'm very, very excited for it. Yeah, man. Um, one thing I do want to note before we close out, Jackson State will have 10 games on TV this year. We got, I think, eight ESPN games and uh, two games that was announced uh, on HBCU Go. Yep. Um, that's 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 monumental. And the one game that wasn't on the list was uh, the Tennessee State Southern Heritage Classic, which you and I discussed um, offline was – we might see that next in. It'll be on TV somewhere. But, um, man, shout out to, you know, all of those that were involved in Swag Media Day, all the, uh, like I said, all the media personalities, content creators, and um, the coaches and the, and, the, and the universities were very, very well represented. Um, again, we wanted to come together, put our thoughts on WAX uh, with what all we took from Swag Media Day. And as always, I'm Ken Clark, tuned in with Zoe DeLorean. It's Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club, and we out. The I love. Go Tigers. The I love. Go Tigers. And that'll do it for episode 249 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcasts and Spotify listeners, rate and review the show. And everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I can't stress this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show.
and tell every tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Google Podcasts, and so on. And we'll be posting every episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag I Believe. Hashtag The I Love. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done